brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Marvel Alliance Podcast, where we cover anything and everything to do with the Marvel Universe. From the comics, TV, and movies, we'll go from Mojo Birth to Earth 616 to the Null Time Zone in order to bring the Marvel Universe right to you. I'm the Uncanny Chris. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Brent. I'm the podcaster of Miss Driftcast now. Alliance Assemble. Wow. Uh, well, Travis, you're back. I am back. By a series of <laughs> unfortunate events, I am back for the opening segment of the show. You know, I, I try to give the people what we want. There was a poll put up by someone. I don't know. John Hazelton, you are to blame for this, but... Uh, or celebrated. Think, yeah, you are. Yeah, or celebrated. Yes, you can look at that either way. But, you know, he's a patron. And he said he wanted to hear some thoughts on a certain trip. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. A poll went out there. And here I am. I'm going to talk about some spumpnik or whatever they call it. But, uh, yes, don't I don't acknowledge am, that. I'm still happy to be here with all of you two. So, oh, good. Well, happy to have you back, even just for a short little time tonight. Brent, how you doing, buddy? I I'm doing good. I'm here. It's been kind of a hectic evening, but we are here. We are good to go. We've got we got some stuff to talk about. We'll see what we think about it, but we got stuff to talk about. <laughs> we we have things. We have thoughts. We have feelings. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some people have strong feelings. <laughs> well, we'll see where we'll see what we got. Yeah, exactly. So let's get the uh, the paperwork out of the way. So we uh, the show is part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. We've got nine shows coming at you. What is it? Seven days a week. We've got my show, World's Finest True Believers. We had a new show drop this week. Uh, Jim from Weird Science Comics, DC and Comics Roundup and Weird DC and Marvel and manga and all all the comics for his own feeds. We, he joined me for his very first time on the show talking about one of his favorite, favorite series, The Paybacks. What if superheroes actually had to take out loans to be do their superheroing? <laughs> it was a fun, fun ride. Four issues, really quick read, really great read. Looking at, oh, well, could it be Donny Cates? You know, very timely. So, 
So that didn't was even mean to do that synergy. It just happened. No. You didn't know what chair was coming this week. You know? <laughs> no, or did yeah. you? Did you have scoops? No, no. It was it, it. It the creator the creator spotlights ended up kind of bumping it week and week and week. So it finally <laughs> happened where uh where we timed well. So again, like you said, synergy. Mm-hmm. Then we've got DC Alliance. We got this show Marvel Alliance. We've got Star Wars Alliance, Ranger Alliance. And we've got slice of film, superhero discussions, and then DC and Marvel Comics Roundup. So nine shows every day of the week. We've got a Patreon. So if you want to throw a couple of shekels our way, we've got a $1 tier or tip jar saying, hey, we're doing a good job. We thank you. And then we've got our $5 tier, which is our ad-free tier. You get ad-free episodes, exclusive episodes, Patreon-only episodes, early access episodes. We've got it all going on there. We thank our patrons. We uh, really appreciate that. But if you can't do that, we understand. But if you can take 30 to 90 seconds and rate and review our network on Apple Podcast or whichever podcatcher choice may be. Um, Yes, Philip, I believe uh, that was... uh, if not his his very fir- his first maybe creator owned work, um, so it was one of his first. He had a he had a couple of series going back and forth, back and forth. So he had a couple going on. So, but uh, but yeah. So then we've got uh, plug in our official sponsor, uh, OPB Organic Price Books. So let me put up that for the fee. There we go. Organic Price Books. He is our official sponsor, Marvel Alliance, JP and his store, all the collect editions, omnibuses, all the hardcovers, all the pre-orders you can do. He's got them all right there on his site live for order. He just got to stack them. This is this isn't from him, but this is what he's got in stock today. Uh, shipped out a whole bunch of these today. Annihilation Conquest, mm. the second part of the modern cosmic saga. Uh non-marvel he just got in a whole extra shipment of the criminal the trilogy from ed brubaker at that point so check out his stock great prices great discounts you can earn points to get rewards for discounts on there and if you use the code marvel gua at checkout you get two dollars off every single order packed well again not even covid can get in are you i know i'm down with the opb check him out again organicpricebooks.com ships u.s and international so thank you, JP and Organic Price Books. So, gentlemen, we have another trailer to talk about. We do. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> waiting for my Spider-Man Omnibus. And then I'm also waiting for my Wolverine one that was supposed to come today, but then got delayed to the 20th. But it's coming tomorrow. So, yeah, of course, that's what happens to good old Canada. But uh, <laughs> I wanted to say uh, three th- or well, four things. One, Chris, good job. All that memory. That's a lot of stuff to throw out there. But, <laughs> you know, good stuff. Uh, three things just to shout out quickly is on June 5th, we're going to be doing a very fun episode live. It's going to be a crossover between GUA and GV because June 1st is the network's anniversary but it's on like a random tuesday or whatnot so we're gonna be doing the saturday following it's gonna be happening 9 p.m eastern it's gonna be a fun time people that have been on that network before are gonna pop in the hosts are gonna pop in so it's just gonna be lots of shenanigans so please if you know other podcast hosts if you listen to that start plugging away start plugging away it's gonna be a good time uh what else happening may 30th watch the podcast feeds because two things as chris has been talking about that's when ranger lines will be moving to that day 31st. 31st. Thank you very much. What did I say? Just at 30th. 30th. Uh, and then there'll also be just a quick little podcast with some updates. Nothing bad. Nothing, you know, nothing to worry about. Just some fun little minor tweaks. Some things to go. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And maybe the show has something going on. You will get to see in less than just 20 days. So by the time you're listening to this. And then finally, I know you guys are going to talk about it, but I just want to announce for Heinz and for you guys as well. 
with Loki coming up, we write it was so funny because we were gonna tell the news, but we're like, oh, Loki's Wednesday. That's cool. That's great. And they're like, oh wait, Loki's Wednesday. We record on Tuesdays with this show. Like, so we're talking about and Travis Hines was nice enough because he runs superhero discussions that we're going to be swapping days. So just for the Loki six week episode run right now is superhero discussions will drop just drop on Wednesdays because they don't do live. And then this show will drop Fridays, record on Thursdays. Because the idea is we didn't want to have whoever's a collection because june i'm gonna be on twice with these guys and whatnot we didn't want to record the episode on tuesday talk about episode two and then episode three already be out kind of would be a little behind the times and whatnot so just for the six weeks that's a programming note those two shows are going to switch we're gonna announce on social media will be a bunch of reminders throughout the weeks but just like you know just so we can cover loki and everything like that and again big shout out to heinz for making that happen it was like oh what we're we gonna do and just one conversation good and done you know so Plus, he still owes us for taking one of our segments, so that's probably why he's he's still in debt. So, just a few a few little things to a little nuggets I had to drop by. That's why I listen to Marvel Alliance. So, well, we took also a little bit of Invincible from him, but we made sure to leave a lot of meat on that bone for him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. Go <laughs> do check you really out think Loki? Do you really think Loki's the only show they're doing this with? Because I don't. I don't either. You, um, I, I I asked me again, I think for this year, well, because the only stars show we have, I know, Katie, you just retweeted that. So if you're somewhere in live chat, I think it's just Man or Boba Fett, right? I think that's the only stars live action show. I could see it happening again next year, but I think this year is going to, I think this is the only time just, well, I guess, what do we have? We have we've got we've got some movies coming out on those Fridays. So yeah, that, I was just thinking about that too, and that's one of the reasons I, why, obviously, with Loki, I think it's I, Wednesday. I, I think I, I assume Wednesday is the Marvel Day now. For the I guess I'll I'll wait for that prediction once we get news on wi- like the the month frame of <laughs> when they it, no, you'll wait no, they yeah. when they tell us the date, hashtag trust hold you. When they tell us the date, we'll know if it's Wednesday or Friday. No, I mean I even if, right, of course I did. Even if they give us a ballpark of like, hey. You know, Hawkeye sometime in October, then I go, okay, it might miss Eternals. But as of right now, as of right now, I'll say no. I'll, but I'm not throwing a hashtag trash told you so because that's like confident. I'm not confident. I think you guys could be very much right with that. I just think because Bad Batch and the combo of Black Widow, but we'll see, I guess. Could be Wednesday. So if that happens, then we'll have to have a, a bigger conversation in the future. <laughs> yep. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> when is uh, Clay wants to know when is ballpark? What if I think they're. We'll kind of t- get into that a little bit uh, with Loki, so we'll hold that one. We'll there you go. Uh, it we'll answer that question. That's a tease, not, kids. That's a te- that tease. We don't have a date, but we will talk about it. Where the same thing is. your question, Phil Barker. Same yep. thing, you know. <laughs> yep, exactly. Miss <laughs> Marvel. Miss Marvel just wrapped, so that is also scheduled to release this year. So yeah. All right. Oh, Travis Hines has one more thing. He want kickbacks required for a second switch. Ah, I see. Maybe. Great. Well, Maybe. yeah, we'll, 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 we'll think about that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. No, we we'll talk. So, <laughs> all right. So we've got a trailer that, uh, you know, Daniel RPK was hinting at this weekend. We were going to get a Venom trailer and true to form. We got our, we got our Venom. Let there be carnage. First teaser trailer for the film. I believe this is still slated to come out now next year. Correct. No, this year. Oh, September. This year? Is it still this year? September. I think okay, it's September twenty first. Yeah. I get him confused with Morbius. Morbius got kicked. Oh, we have no idea. Like, and if you look at the the right order, Morbius was supposed to come out before, right? It doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. I don't know why this switch has happened, but <laughs> Well, you look at which ones do quote unquote bigger character at that point. Yeah. So all right. So 
we'll do what we normally do, gentlemen, is we'll cue this up. Sound is down. You know, we'll I will bring it up on my screen and look at I'll I have some quotes from uh Andy Serkis, who's the director of the film, uh did a kind of a live premiere on IGN. And so he had quotes during the the whole stream of this. So I'll be dropping some of those quotes in there as we kind of watch it at that point. Feel free to let me know where you want to drop it. But this is uh this was an interesting trailer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, we're get, right. <laughs> if we're given, yeah, just the overall, as far as I, uh, this trailer is just, just not September 21st. Thank you, Phil Barger. That's the official date of Venom. So there you go. So I, I was not a fan of this trailer, but there's deeper issue. Cause someone asked me that today. They're like, Oh, why? Like, give me like one reason why you weren't a fan. I'm like, no, it's much more deep rather than that. I think as it, here's what I'll say. And then we'll, I'll get more into it. Obviously as we talk and more overalls after, I think if you really enjoyed the first one, I think this is a good trailer. I think mm-hmm. it has that similar vibe. So you have that going, but for myself, I, this is a much more of what I feared would come. And here we are. <laughs> what about you, Brent? I I would echo those sentiments. I don't think if you like if you if you liked or if you love like some of my coworkers absolutely love the first Venom movie, and so like they were like hyped up, like they were all about this. I really I I was hoping, and to be fair, we've got like two and a half minutes of footage. I was hoping with Andy Serkis coming in, it would feel like a different movie. And I think the first movie really suffered from feeling like Tom Hardy was making one movie and everybody else was making another. And I still kind of, I, I just question it. And so mm-hmm. if you love the first movie, I think you're going to love this one. If you have issues with the first movie, I think every one of those issues is either there or enhanced. And so, yeah. and again, and that's just on two and a half minutes of footage. And mm-hmm. you know what? It's a better first trailer than the first Venom movie had where you don't even see yes. Venom. So yeah, we'll or, you, or you barely saw him until the very end. At that point, well, well it's interesting when you brought Brent because we it wasn't as bad as some other movies we've heard recently. But we had heard reports that uh, what what is Ruben Fleischer I think was his name, and then Tom Hardy maybe didn't get along as far as this movie went. Not not maybe terrible creative differences, but had different visions, and that's where I guess I'm wondering if the more comedic kind of some people would describe as charming stuff with Eddie and Venom is definitely more what Tom Hardy likes because that's still a lot in this trailer. And I think uh-huh. that's mm-hmm. the thing that I was kind of disappointed with this trailer because, like, okay, Andy Circus could be a different tone. Here we go. And then I, I thought, oh, this looks like it's much more of the same. And the, the trailers are like it's two trailers in one as far as one's the comedic adventure and one's the super serious here's a serial killer and that's the same thing as like the first venom you had tom hardy doing his stuff but anytime riz ahmed was on screen he was dead serious it's world domination it's all this stuff and it's funny because the first like when we talk about that first trailer they were all serious right like all the venom trailers yeah. the venom one like if it was humor it was like the turn the wind but it wasn't the humor we got in the first movie so now like we got the serious trailers and then we saw Venom. I'm like, okay, this is much more comedic. This time they're fully on front street. Like, hey, there's lots of comedy in here. I will say surprising about how many people like the first one. I saw lots of people dislike this trailer and just say like, oh, I'm going to – like I saw lots of people just saying they'll pass. Like even the pandemic, like, ah, oh, this isn't for me. But as Brent was talking about, like people loving it, I remember the outer body experience I had when I saw the first one and it ended in the theater clapped. And I couldn't believe it. And this was in pandemic times where we were dying for a movie. It was just – the regular time so as you know 
look at, you know, there's a big boycott last week for Elon Musk to do SNL, third highest rating. People are saying, ah, they're not going to watch all this DC stuff. You're going to watch it in a year. Batman mm-hmm. will be the biggest thing in the world. It's the same thing as this. It's like Twitter is not the real world. So many people kind of dunking. Not. Yeah. And many people kind <laughs> of dunking on this. <laughs> yeah. Many people dunking on this trailer. That Venom almost made $900 million. There are tons of people that are going to be excited. And they liked it because of that comedic stuff. So mm-hmm. it's it's been an interesting reaction. What about you, Chris, before we start? Over, what were your overall thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with what y'all are saying. You know, I, I, I'll use the word double down. You know, when hearing what happened with the first one, Tom Hardy's disagreements, his very vocal later disagreements about it. And when Andy Serkis came on board, I said, OK, they can't just totally rewrite the entire kind of film and change entirely of the tone. I knew some of the tone was going to change, but I think I'm going to reserve a full judgment on this until we get a proper trailer. This is the teaser. This is just like kind of reestablishing let us know the players. And then I want to see like what this first full trailer does to really kind of do it. I don't think it's going to be a massive shift. I'm going to go see it. I was, I was okay with the first movie, um, I'm a big fan of the character, especially what Cates has done with it. I think he's definitely changed a lot of it. I'm, I'm still, I'm not necessarily fully on board with the how the sim- symbiote is is kind of portrayed in this. Yeah, I get, I get to some extent, but it just seems a little too goofy than what I'm used to thing the quote unquote other what the alien symbiote really is. You well, know it's- how he reacts. So. Especially like, uh, like uh, unless anyone has anything to say, I think you could hit play. I want to get to some of these a uh, few before I forget. Uh, Tim Ernie oh, says yeah. perhaps it be perhaps because I have no expectations for the flick. I enjoyed this trailer. That is key. Yep, <laughs> um, yep exactly. That, that's why I tried to kind of reserve judgment as well. Uh, I didn't love the first one, Clay says, but it was tolerable. This one is just cringeworthy to the max. This is almost Mortal Kombat level. How Ouch. much are Clay and Joe talking about Mortal <laughs> I know, Kombat? I know. No, <laughs> they keep bringing somehow it keeps coming up it keeps on coming DCA. Back. Joe has a question for us later on. That's yep. funny. So uh, Barker says this mess looks like a lot of fun. Circus is a boss at motion capture. Venom mm, actually yeah. looks great in the standstill. And I ha- <laughs> standstill they have up uh, ATM. At the moment, the one we have right right now, yeah, he looks he he looks beautiful. Oh yeah, you You made a comment about waiting to reserve judgment till further trailers. I this is where I've got to say with the first one, I hated the first trailer of the first movie. I thought it was garbage, Mm -hmm. and then the other trailers I thought were like good, legitimate trailers, and I was excited to see the movie, and then I was really let down because I thought the movie stunk. I I have since elevated it to well, it can't hurt me or disappoint me anymore, so (laughs) it's okay. This one, like effects wise and everything, like I'm hoping with Andy Circus's motion capture background Mm -hmm. that that will come through, and we don't have enough to judge that either way. But the characters look fantastic. Like credit where it's due, Venom looks really good. He looked good in the first one too, though. And especially as as I go through the quotes when after I hit play from Circus, he's. He comes off as very knowledgeable about the characters. He he has a kind of an understanding about it, and it's not just kind of I'm going to have some fun. He like he he's trying to do his first directorial debut on this one, trying to kind of respect the lineage and not necessarily throw the baby out, baby out with the bathwater and saying oh, I hated the first one, so I'm going to do something totally different, a la what people think happened with Force Awakens: The Last Jedi. And then back to Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so. it, it, it's good to keep because you don't. 
that's where I'm in such between a rock and a hard place. But I do understand you go with this tone because people like it. It's just that for me, it, it's not what I gravitate towards Venom. When I see this, I just feel like this is Jim Carrey's The Mask. I feel like Venom, in a bad way, is kind of made to be sort of a joke. And I just remember that yeah. first movie when he's just like, Eddie, we are losers. And that's where it's like, like a I, 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 I just lost almost all kind of investment I have in like venom the symbiote and that's where it's just like and especially we're talking about like oh it's good to not have no expectation it is good for tim but then something like stuff i i i'm gonna try that but at the same time like i shouldn't have that for venom i i think especially because of covid i shouldn't feel like this is such a man movie but it just really is and this trailer to me more so just i don't like i just don't know what to gauge with the symbiote and we'll talk about mm-hmm. it too because another complaint people have but it's like i also still think there was a big mistake last movie of like making him fight another symbiote already because this just looks a little more of the same like it looks like they're gonna joke it looks like he's gonna meet the bad guy there's gonna be a big fight and they're gonna go home you know like it's very similar in my opinion. maybe maybe it it took away using riot before carnage took away what was special about carnage mm-hmm. to yes. me yeah and so uh, i i don't know i mean i don't know maybe maybe this movie will be good and we can just you know ignore that first one in the future yeah. but either way hit it let's, let's all right let's, let's do, do this, this. So, you know, we see this kind of, you know, the chaos circus wheels on and says, you know, we're in effect an odd couple relationship. He says we're about a year and a half since the first movie. They're still trying to figure each other out. It basically <laughs> the symbiote is a, a disaster. And Eddie looks like he's at its wit's end trying to survive. Yeah, this is this is when I knew I went, uh-oh, in my head. Because this is where I was yep. like, oh, oh it's going to be the same as the stuff that I don't. And again, if you like this stuff, that that's awesome. It's just for me, it didn't portray because we're doing the whole cooking thing and whatnot. But there's tons of people that are having a good time with this whole buddy cop relationship and stuff. Uh, obviously, I imagine you'll pause right there. Uh, that's where we got the Stan Lee cameo, which was nice because I did not even notice that the first time. I think the first time, uh, I think Heinz showed that in our chat. And I was like, oh, very nice. And I, I, I hope whether it's MCU, Spider-Verse, whatever these movies are, I hope we continue to get Stan Lee tributes, but kind of like this because yeah, obviously right you don't want anyone to use CG or something like that. But whether it's using his voice maybe in a scene that he's recorded somewhere else, something like this in the video games, how they use uh, Miles Morales, used him as a mural. I, I hope they continue to do this like everything. Mm-hmm. So a big shout out here for doing that very very classy move so yeah we get you know it seems to be (sighs) eddie's been visiting cletus for a while trying to get back (laughs) into um you know back into his journalism thing they both they're saying and look these drawings like he's got a lot it may be hard to see kind of you know again we can't blow it up full screen uh for for copyright purposes but there's a lot of drawings on here, and those are definitely, I think, going to come back into play. You know, Cletus's background in the comics, you know, came from very, you know, abusive, abusive background. You know, Circus goes on and says, you know, they both have very strange upbringings with a strange relationship with their parents. And there is an in- inherent loneliness that they can both recognize in each other. Cletus actually reaches out and will only speak to Eddie Brock. That's the beginning of the story. We learn that he's the only one he'll speak to. And the cops therefore want Eddie to go and investigate and discover some of the bodies. He's on a mission, but also he's self-serving in many ways that Eddie can be. He wants to get in there and maybe make, make a story, 
but he also is using Eddie at the same time. So in, in the <laughs> comics, they were cellmates. And then when yes. the symbiote broke him out, broke out Eddie, that's when the carnage part was spawned. It, it seems pretty obvious here. Then like there, they won't be cellmates. They'll get to know each other and venom will come out at some point and leave his spawn behind and go to carnage. Like to me, that is that, that kind of change is totally fine. Like, I feel like that still keeps the overall gist of the characters that that one doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, it it does work. The only thing that I want to see more because I think we won't hear, but later on they have Cletus have some dialogue about again, and this is what Venom one felt like very kind of two thousands comic booky, and it's very much yes. like, we're, we're and he's like we're the same, you know we we do things and we we hurt the people around us, and it's like I guess, but as of right now, the character they've said with Eddie Brock and Cletus, Cletus is a serial killer you know he's killed his grandma he's done all this stuff i don't think this eddie brock that we've been presented by so far is this guy who's like a wrecker that destroys everything now yes of course he cost michelle williams her job relationship but i mean Mm -hmm. like in the sense that i don't think that is comparable to like super serial killer guy you know and that's where it's like it made made sense more when they were prison mates because they could bond and that happens a lot of time in prisons where it's just like people share their stories and even if you wouldn't have been this person's friend because you're both stuck together right where this is i get the journalist aspect but just some of the dialogue already i was kind of worried of like it, it reminds me of i love this movie but let hold the classic green goblin spider-man you know like you and i should be friends you know it's just like okay i feel like we're past that in 2021 but we're not here we are we're, it's coming back with a vengeance yeah and especially people notice like the hair difference again it's a year and a Thank half God. It, it's a year and a half change circuit says he's evolved he's starting to like have some own ideas of his psychosis this is all right i forget his name off the top of Stephen my head graham well oh, which uh character name or act- i yeah, know the actor's name. name yeah nope. Stephen graham's the character the the actor's name yeah. <laughs> um the character he's playing in the comics he's detective he becomes the symbiote he becomes one of the symbiotes toxin. of uh, toxin yeah this was the first spawn of carnage and right. at some point in the comics toxin then graphs to eddie brock and eddie brock for a time is toxin uh yeah phil Brock, i gotta shut that because he was talking about a little bit earlier when we talked about cletus as far as uh the raw mcdonald wig was not a good look uh where no. riot faltered i think cards will triumph no offense to riz on that he's a great actor his villain just wasn't dimensional uh woody harris on the other hand is bound to deliver cletus cassie i 100 percent agree i think the wig even circus circus said that he said they got rid of the wig so he could act more which i think they was code for we didn't want people just to stare at his hair the whole time because it that end credit scene i remember when i saw that i was haunted because i was like no you can't have him rocking this wig for our entire movie so they they made the right call and i i do i i do trust like woody harrelson is great he's academy award winner he's one of the best actors yeah exactly and and, and he unfortunately has very tragic family history oh yeah hero killers so i i I do worry just because, like I said, all I have to base is the end credit. And to me, his we'll, – we'll see him in a second. But his performance just in this trailer, for me, I thought was going to go either way. I think it's either going to be great or if you like it, I'm sorry. I feel like it could be very Leto Jokerish for it's so over the top where it might take you out of it. But this movie's already over the top, so it might work for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we get Michelle Williams Black. Black. I cannot believe she is back. I thought she phoned it in so bad. She is a really good actress. Oh my gosh. You, you must've been in debt or something because you just collected a paycheck on that first movie. And I, I cannot believe she's back. Uh, Yeah. Michelle Williams, one of the greatest actors of all time. She's, 
did it so her kids can watch. She said in an interview, she always does movies that her kids can't watch anything. So that's why she did the first Phantom was just mm-hmm. so her kids could have something of hers to watch. So oh. Ravencroft, basically, <laughs> if uh, it's another version of, you know, if you want to have a Marvel version of the of Arkham Asylum, yeah. or the yeah. insane, that's Ravencroft. Um, this is where we get our introduction to our, our other probably second baddie, Shriek. Uh, Shriek is played by Naomi Harris. Uh, according to Circus, she's a damaged soul and she's really has suffered in her childhood, but there's a very real vulnerability to her. There's a lot of pain. She's been living in isolation for years and years with all these characters so beautifully drawn about them. They're multifaceted. Yes, in the comics, Shriek and Carnage are quote unquote lovers, relationship, her powers, uh, her powers, if you couldn't tell from the trailer, everyone's got things around her ears by the name shriek she has supersonic abilities also can manipulate people to basically go crazy at least in the comics so uh, we didn't see a display of her powers in this but uh she's very much a part of probably the seminal seminal one that we all all of us probably thought the title should be for this maximum carnage no i i this should not be maximum carnage well we were well, it we shouldn't be thinking. let there be carnage. <laughs> it definitely be I, actually, I don't mind the title. I don't. I don't care about the title. I, I've heard far worse titles than that. True. Maximum <laughs> Carnage is like the one crossover event that Sony might be able to do right now without Marvel's help. Matt, like because they they do have access to a number of characters involved. Not all of them. Like they don't have Iron Fist. They don't have Captain America. Spider Man's <laughs> a little iffy, but they have. <laughs> They do have. Well, there's one more they to... ha- they can do. There's one more they can do without Spider Man. Well, well, we'll save that thought because I know what you're thinking. But it's like Maximum Carnage is like the most famous Carnage story of all time. Correct. Yeah. And they they're gonna have Morbius. You know, I'm. They're gonna have. Um, uh, who am I forgetting? There's there's <laughs> at least one really of the Black Cat. It's Black Cat. Like yeah. there are other characters that they could bring in who were involved Jackpot. in that. And they shut up. They can do. They can do. We don't talk about Jackpot. She's gonna be the main. She's taking Spider Man's role. It's Jackpot versus Carnage and Venom. We can do. Like they can do Maximum Carnage. So it's like no. If they just blew the title on this, that would be such a waste. I think that's a fair point. point. I I see. I see exactly your point. I'm just saying, like, if people, if people had a problem with let there let there be Carnage, I think people were like would jump to why wouldn't it be Maximum Carnage? I I agree with your point, Brandon. That 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 didn't introduce carnage carnage came before maximum carnage so there's history that came before that his that title came about i i i get I guess I agree. Couldn't they do Clone Saga? Brent would love Sony led Clone Saga. That would be um, mm, that no. would be a that would be a, no. a huge I, I, wild ride. I would love to see it, but I I don't think Sony could handle it. I guess the the thing is where I I still somewhat agree with Chris is because I don't have the faith that we're going to get to Maximum Carnage and done well. So it's the thing of like, did I sometimes feel like the people? I guess no. Any circus he shows, he's reading some comics, but sometimes I just wonder like, is Sony even know? Like, are they even that? cognizant of that and that's where like i like people in the chat tell me what is the worst sell because i hate like the fact that we took the end title of la- or the end credit from last movie and just like there's going to be carnage just let there be carnage to me it's like between that halloween kills and the conjuring the devil made me do it we got some terrible titles coming out this summer i don't know what's going on people need a second takeover and whatnot but like i, I so talk about great actresses naomi harris is phenomenal she is money penny in the bond movies and mm-hmm. also if you watch moonlight she is just she should have won the oscar she's another person where i watch i'm like 
Why are you in this? And like, because I, it's a, because they see exactly what these films have been helping people do at that point, get more notice to them. A hundred percent. I just wish your agent would have held out for Marvel or DC, but here we are in the Spump Nick universe. And my only concern is not with her is strictly with, is she needed right now? Cause I worry. Cause we talk about, I don't think the detective is going to become toxin, but let's say he does. So we're dealing with venom. We're dealing with carnage. We're dealing with uh, toxin. We're dealing with her. I'm not going to pull the classic. Oh, there's too many villains, but with Sony, I am. Cause that's been a Sony problem. And I don't really, I don't think they could handle one villain last week. So her inclusion as an actress, I'm excited, but the character and seeing all these people kind of together, I, I do worry. Are we going to get, too much going on just because it's sony mm-hmm. if it was even if it was dc i wouldn't really worry because they've pulled that off before mcu's pulled off before x-men Day, like did with days of future past sony like their last live action movies have not been the greatest track record as far as multiple films amazing spider-man spider-man 3 so yeah so let's continue on it's crushing the spider i gotta like that yeah that was a, that, i like see that's a nice little tease i like mm-hmm. It's very fun, you know, even though I feel like Circus's comments, I have no idea what world we're playing in, which I'm sure and, we'll get to. But <laughs> And the thing is, we still don't know how the Carnage symbiote got into Cletus at no. this point. We just know that he has it now. Cool scene. I love that, that yeah. it goes into his mm-hmm. body and then the red symbiote and, like pushes it out. Very so, cool. Yeah, Circus says, you know, he's had fun playing with the idea of Carnage. He can turn into mist. He has all men wear tendrils. He can take out different forms. He can weaponize them in different ways. All oh. symbiotes reflect the personality of who they take over. Pause on and that money look, shot. There. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Not the title. Don't show me the title. But no, yeah. And, uh, Give me a second. I'll get it back. I think there's going to be lots of cool visual things i will be in the minority i'm with a lot of people where i think venom looks outstanding i think carnage i'm waiting to see the movie because he looks he looks just a little my problem with the last movie as well with riot and this is like a problem i have with transformer movies is when riot and venom were fighting you couldn't really tell and now he is red but the thing is like i wish they made him a bit like i don't think he looks the greatest i think he looks like Okay, of course, he looks like Carnage. He looks good as far as like, oh, he, they could have screwed up, right? Could have just been Woody in the wig and he has mm-hmm. some. No, I think it looks comic accurate, but I'm hoping some like color grading or something happens because I, the look to me is fine, but it's not like Venom where I see Venom like, oh, he looks perfect. He just kind of look. He to me looks like when people do YouTube fan made trailers and they take like a like a moving photo or a GIF or something like he doesn't look great yet, but I will hold full judgment till the movie i think they should have maybe added a bit more black like i think they could have done it a bit more of a brighter red than this kind of orange red we got going on but what, how do you guys feel about carnage i you know again i i i thought it would look good for good for what we got as a first look mm-hmm. and again i think we're going to get a little bit obviously a little bit more in the next in the next trailer that's going to come out the thing with the symbiotes is venom is is basically kind of built like a a quarterback yeah. in the sense of he you know bulks his way through his muscle. Carnage is not like that, but Carnage is psych he's very psychological. He's again psychotic at that point, quick moving at that point, can take the energy and give it back to you tenfold at that point. He's not gonna beat you brutality. He's gonna wear you down as fast as he can go. But whenever this whenever a symbiote spawns into another one they are always stronger than what they've given in a different way that they can go toe to toe because in the comics, 
Venom a lot of times could not take out Carnage one on one. It was always going to be someone else possibly doing it. Now it's di- it's different, but again, as at the initial meetings, he could not always take him down one on one. And initially, that was because Carnage, it, almost Superman like, like they said it was like he was born here. Things were different on Earth compared to wherever their home planet was, and that affected the way he was spawned, which mm-hmm. is how they explained it, it, how he seemed to be. Even though he was very lanky, he was more powerful than Venom, and he could do things Venom couldn't, like projectile solid pieces of symbiote and turn them into blades and things like that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I think he looks great. I really mm-hmm. do. So my like, credit where it's due, I think this looks great. Is it as bright red as the comics? No, but I honestly wouldn't have expected that, but, but nor it's, would I, it's, it's not the perfect lighting either to really see. Yeah. We're, we're not going to get, we're not going to get very good lighting <laughs> because <laughs> that's one thing that will help the look of this is by not showing them in too much light. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> true, I think true. that's the thing with venom though. Like he, he, he looks good when he is in the light though. Like they do hide him with shadow, but there is time like that very first shot of the trailer we were at, like he's fully lit. You can, see him and he looks he looks great he looks the right amount i remember i saw venom like of course he's cg but he looks the right amount of like slimy and cg and real where like, i feel like carnage right now looks just complete like he's just completely cg which obviously they both are i'm not saying that but sure i i wouldn't mind if they lightened up his color a little bit like you mentioned it was kind of hard to tell him and riot apart well yeah because it was like the black monster <laughs> versus the gray monster <laughs> at night I, I'm so a little more red here, I think would help that, but yeah, I wouldn't like expect that. much. The initial release date for this movie was October, 2020. Yeah. I'm like, it's probably finished or if yeah. not, I mean, maybe they, maybe they stopped to a point. They technically would have time for adjustments, but it, I feel like changing the whole color grading of them, they could do it, but they're, they don't have a ton of time if they want to do that. See, in this shot is what made me worry because he, like, you have some red, but I feel like you look at his entire body, some essential, he just looks black again. And that's where I worry, like, when they fight and if they're in the dark room, is it going to be that? Cl- and, like, like Chris pointed out, yes, uh, he, uh, I almost call him Sonic because I was going to make a joke about Sonic, but Carnage is much more lankier and skinnier. So you could probably tell them apart, but just to me, right there, if you like that, if that was image any small, like, even looking at it right now, that might just look like Venom. And it, to be honest, in my opinion, yeah, you got the bigger white eyes, but I just think that you're probably right now thinking about that. I didn't even think about how many times it's been delayed. So I just, I don't think he looks awful. I just, I remember seeing like, okay, I, I wish he was a little more defined. Maybe that was, because I feel like Venom's so defined, like his white veins and whatnot, the tongue. So eh, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it's it. You know, again, it's our it's our first look. You know, it 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 continued on like we've said what it what it did for. If we've all said it. They doubled down. They continued on. I think that's what they wanted to at least keep some of the audience. That I don't think it did. I don't think it did enough to make new people want to pay attention. I honestly don't. I don't think. I don't think it did it at all. I th- I think it's kind of what you, both of you said. If you like this already, you're going to like it again. If you didn't like it, you're probably not sold on this yet. Yeah, and I think like it, it sucks because this is a movie I was really interested in seeing how it was going to do box office wise before COVID was a thing. Because I was really interested to see like, okay, huge movie, almost 900 million. Is it going to have that same type of return? Are we going to get to 6,700? Like, I don't think it would have the exact same because there were some people that, eh, not for me, but I want to see, okay, was there still enough people that liked it, that saw it, or 
Was it going to be a big drop where, yeah, lots of people saw it, had a good time, but really when Venom 2 rolled around, they go, ah, I don't know if I need to spend my money on it. Honestly, we'll never know because of COVID. I think also to this movie, the first one for lots of people being just a fun time in the theaters will help it for COVID. When mm-hmm. people just want to have a popcorn adventure, this is the people can say you don't need it. But if you want a movie to turn your brain off and have fun, I think Venom let there be carnage will be that i think you'll have a good time there's actors you like and it helps to adding woody harrelson he's a big star so that grabs people like i oh i like woody and uh yeah i guess it's just yeah for me i will see it i watch all these movies i'm a glutton for punishment i'm hoping it's good but unlike the x-men fox universe where i was like i wanted them to do a partnership with marvel and not be bought because i love deadpool i loved logan i loved some of the proposed things we were going to get I, every time I see these trailers, I just go, man, I am waiting for the day for someone to buy something. Now, they are delaying the inevitable because they're making all these deals and whatnot. But when I see these, I'm not wanting people to not enjoy them. I'm excited for them. But for me, I go, uh, where people are so desperate for Fox to be bought. That's how I feel like I am with Sony, where I'm just so desperate for them to buy and then like the the rights revert back. But I I hope I like it. I, I, I'd rather have a Venom 2 movie that I like than I don't like. Yeah. Um. Brent, uh, did you want to get some thoughts in? We'll take a pause for an ad break if uh, before we'll continue Venom at that point. But I wanted to take a pause for an ad break unless you got some quick thoughts. Um, I think just my final thoughts on the trailer would be if, if, if for me, I'm going to go into this with pretty low expectations. I'm not expecting uh, you go into certain franchises and you just expect better things or worse things. And as long as you can go in with like, expectations in the right realm then perhaps maybe you can get something to enjoy out of it if if i come out of it and say well the story was dumb and the acting was bad or at least for some of them but there were some cool visuals i might have to call that a win which is kind of what i said about new mutants after i saw that it's like well there were some cool visuals so hey at least they gave us that so that's where i'm sitting yeah i'm I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go in, like we've said, with low expectations, just expecting to get what I got out of the first time, get to see Carnage on the big screen for the first time. I'll take it right now. Oh, yeah. But we'll, we'll continue our, our discussion, Venom, after our first ad break. Ladies and gentlemen, th- uh, these ads help keep the light on the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. We don't get to choose what ads come on, and they can be a bit loud. So turn that, give you that three count to turn that volume down. Three, two, one. We'll be right back. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Back. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. So we will. Are you? You want oh, to? No, I want to stay for the questions and then I'll, oh, okay. I got to go. But I want to address Clay who says, don't okay. turn. Don't say you'll turn your brain off to see a movie. Everyone does that, and Clay, you've probably even done that in your life. If I were to watch The Scorpion King starring Dwayne Johnson, and I were to critique that movie, and I were to talk about the plot and the character development, all this stuff, I would probably fail and talk about how it's a bad movie. But if I just sit down and go, you know, I just want to have a fun time. I just don't want to care about why this character do that. Then it's just it's the same way as like not watching with a critical eye. I think it's the same way as like eating junk food. We're not supposed to, but it's like, eh. I just want that. So you easily can turn your brain off to watch a movie. The same thing with Fast and Furious. If you turn your brain on, you go, this doesn't Careful work. Now. The, Careful. The, car, the cars don't work like that. <laughs> yes, How is combat? Yeah, well, yeah, supposedly. But that's where it's like, for me, those movies, I just turn my brain off because I go, <laughs> okay, this is just fun, dumb. Let's enjoy it. Because if I don't, then maybe I won't enjoy it. And I, wanna, I want to like my viewing going experience. So yeah, yeah, I think there's many things we do in life that you just turn your brain off. And this, I think, will be one. Yeah, I love Fast so. and Furious. <laughs> but yeah, oh, me too. It is, I, do. It I is totally that stupid, do. Dumb, stupid, dumb fun. You turn your brain off, show me some ridiculous <laughs> spectacle and some, you know, have a few funny jokes and listen to Vin Diesel talk about family and I'm good, you know? <laughs> you have to listen to him talk about family, but every word he gets out takes about like, you know, two minutes to talk about family because he's... I love takes... my father. I tell you what, if you... It, it, uh, what was it? BD? on uh phase zero talked about how mm-hmm. vin diesel when he asked a question it, it, it he had like four or five questions and he only got to like one or two of them because vin <laughs> takes like like five yeah. minutes to answer the first one because he talks so slowly <laughs> and fan will okay follow saying uh saying you'll turn your brain off to watch a movie means you have to be partly dead to enjoy a movie yes Yes, and that happens sometimes. You have to do that to get through some of these experiences. And that's if, if I can watch Phantom 2 and enjoy it, but I have to turn my be partly dead, I'll take that as a win. Maybe that's what I have to do. You know? So uh so let's get into some of this uh feedback. I know Brent, you put out the call for people a couple of times, not just for questions, but for initial thoughts. And 
Uh, didn't get too many positives. I know Travis, you put out there. What, 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 what did I do to deserve this pain? Uh, D, uh, DKZ one three seven said, "Why do they keep making this garbage?" Um, Money, it, it, because yeah. the first one did really well. The it first made one, yeah, the critics panned it, but not as bad as like some people think. It was not good, but the audience scores, the ratings of the audience were pretty decent, and. Mm-hmm. They kept coming back and seeing it because, again, the way they the people said, if you just want a fun time, a different way to look at a quote unquote hero movie, mm-hmm. we haven't seen one kind of like this from Marvel, really. So go and see it. It's a little bit different. It's not the best thing in the world, obviously, but it's not hot garbage. Like it obviously was not hot garbage to the general audience. It's hot garbage to some people who who view it like like you said, DK and, and Travis. But it's again the GA seems to like it, and half Box. the people are watching it because they think he's going to be an Endgame. You know that, that's yeah. <laughs> Box Office Mojo reports the first Venom had a budget of a hundred million. I remember at the time the reports were like eighty to ninety. It made a eight hundred and fifty-six million dollars. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is why there's a sequel. That yeah. is that is that's the kind of money you like. Eight fifty-six is the kind of return you want on a movie with twice that budget. Yeah, so well, it, I, it made oh, a yeah. bank. And I remember it had that similar thing to Wonder Woman, especially in China it did well, but it had that similar thing to Wonder Woman where it just wouldn't go away in the box office, like top five, top ten for a while. It just kept mm-hmm. hanging around and hanging around. And Phil Barker, 2018 season. I know the how the first Halloween came out like of the reboots, and that did really well. So and I think I think October was just like a super successful month it, for movies. So it I, I don't was. It was a very weak, weak kind of they plant they place put that place that perfectly for where it was. Well, and that was the starting to experiment really like, oh, it's only been this past like the last decade to see like superhero movies start to succeed in that slot November, October. But like, look at that. Look at Joker. That ca- And like, if we all want to remember what was the original slot for the Batman before COVID was October. Yep. That was that slot again. So October is like, and I think at the time when we were watching trailers for Venom 1, we thought, oh, this is going to be more horror and scary Marvel. Like this is why it's coming in October. It's a Halloween movie. And I think and a lot of people. And then they said and we're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people did <laughs> think that as well that like oh i'm gonna go see a maybe like kind of scarier marvel movie you know so uh josh green says the trailer makes me sad it i i agree with you but you know what as we've talked about before low expectations now you kind of to me it won't be like the first one i know i'm going into so if i'm disappointed i go okay i was expecting that you know it's we, we, so, we have somebody's gonna correct you by the way the the batman's original release date was summer 2021 because there was there was summer for, yeah it was that june because for a while we were going to have one month where we got both batman and spider-man in the same month you like right. the two biggest characters ever and then they both got pushed back and then now they're all totally off and so this the, the second so day was somebody October, I'm, right? I'm trying to save you feedback somebody no 100 percent. i need some <laughs> you got this wrong why are you hosting a podcast you don't know anything right. yeah and the, okay so the second date was october so yeah yeah fair enough so i i, I stand by my joker and i stand by my venom <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Joe had asked, you know, asked us, you know, what would be worse, this or Mortal Kombat? And I kind of followed up with him on Twitter saying, well, that's kind of a worse is a very loaded statement. He wanted our personal opinion. My personal opinion on Mortal Kombat was this. I didn't <laughs> like it. I, I've i seen better choreography and martial arts fighting and, and other, I just I went into that movie also with low expectation. It's Mortal freaking Kombat. I'm going to watch the movie yes. to see the awesome fatalities, things like that. Did I see a couple of awesome fatalities? Yeah, I did. I didn't come to see awesome screenwriting, but it was just, in my opinion, just wasn't a good movie. This, 
I don't like, again, it's an apples to oranges kind of thing. I don't think it's going to be a race to the bottom for this one. I think, again, it's going to do, it, it is going to hit the beats that it's going to continue to hit. We can't expect it still. It's coming out in a pandemic environment. If it can pull even close to a, like 500 million, that's going to be epic 100%. for this film at that well, point. And, and like, I don't know if someone search it up, but like what, what it, what is Godzilla versus Kong's total right now? Because it passed four hundred million, right? And like, yeah, people say, oh, well, it's Kong versus Godzilla. First of all, it's early pandemic of things opening. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if you looked at that franchise, each movie was getting less and less to the point where Godzilla and King King of Monsters lost the money. So that was a huge triumphant. But what is the? Do they want to know what that is? Four twenty two is what Godzilla versus Kong is at. Okay. I think Venom, and, it's, it, and it still hasn't left theaters yet. I know. Venom and 500, 600 million, that's within striking distance. I think if Godzilla vs. Kong can do that, I, I really do. Because especially like we talked about last week, I think there is a the reverse of superhero fatigue. There's a superhero crave because of lack of that for the past year and a half. So if Godzilla vs. Kong can do that, I think Venom can. If it can't, then that shows maybe more people did dislike that we knew <laughs> than the first go around. So I think the critics are still going to pan it. I think the general audience is still going to flock to it. I'm not willing to say 500 would be a great box office yet. We The jury's out on that. I think we need to see what some movies prior to that do. What does Black Widow do? What does Shang-Chi do? And then, uh, then I'll know if 500 more reasonable or not. Because if, if Godzilla versus Kong is hitting 400 now, and by the time this movie comes out, vaccines are even you know several months down the line. So many more millions of people are fully Adolescents vaccinated. Adolescents are now getting ready to get yes. cleared. Uh, 12 to 15 is getting ready to be cleared in September. They could be as low as two year olds for Pfizer. It, so many more people who will go see this movie. Cause you'll have 10 and 11 year olds go see this movie for sure. Oh yeah. It, it, I, I don't, I don't know if 500, I don't know if I would think that would be good. I will tell you pre COVID. If this did 500, I think that'd be a disaster Yes, because you probably you got to assume that's budget went up for the sequel as well. It's not very often the budget stays the same or goes down occasionally, yeah. but I mean, I, I'd have to fact check this, but I think Homecoming and Far From Home, the budget actually went down, but it went down by Robert Downey Jr.'s price. It so basically stayed the same, but that's rare. Most of the mm-hmm. time, these budgets go up for the sequels. I 500 might be reasonable. We might see what Black Widow does and Shang-Chi does and be like, wow, 500 was awesome. Yeah, but, I, I, you're, you're right to preserve because there is a lot of distance between maybe Black Widow hits 500. And by the time we start seeing an increase in people going out, it has more of a chance at that point. So you're right. We do need to see a starting point. And it's a long time until we still got a number of months and a number of movies to kind of see exactly where we're at. Yeah, um, I looked. There's obviously because it's so far out. There's no budget yet for Venom two, so we'll know that closer. And uh, yeah, I I think for me, I think five hundred six hundred is good because we'll have to see the budget. But then I also just think because you got to factor in still COVID. Yeah, people will be vaccinated, but still COVID. But also, I think you. St- I would have thought even in regular world, there still would have been a bump down because I feel like less people are invested to go see this. I could be wrong, but I feel like to contribute to like some COVID and some of the, like ah, I can pass. I think that might not be bad but like you guys said we'll have to well we'll have to wait and see as far as the mortal combat thing i uh i talk about turning your brain off i enjoyed it but it's same thing it's not a good movie but the the difference is for me is mortal combat which i liked as a child i can if it's 
the way it was not be that disappointed, Venom means a lot more to me than any of those characters there. So that's why I think I will like this less just for the fact of I'll try to turn my brain off, but the whole time I'll be like, why are you doing that? What are we doing here? Don't do that. And that's where Mortal Kombat, I'll go, oh, okay. And then I'll move on. I hope we get a sequel, but uh, I think I'll probably enjoy this one less unless I'm surprised. How about you, Brent? You know, it's hard to say because Mortal Kombat, I mean, let's be honest, that movie was pretty bad. I, I liked some of the action and I enjoyed some of the fight scenes. So if I, you know, were to turn my brain off, there were things in that I could enjoy. It's going to be our but tagline for this thing. Turn your the, brain off. Marvel is, turn your brain off. <laughs> it, it wasn't a good movie. Like you want to talk horrible acting and terrible dialogue like that. Mortal Kombat, horrible acting. That's the subtitle of that movie. This at least, like basing off what we know of the, you know, what we saw in the first movie, what we know of this, I feel like I probably will enjoy this one more. I'll get more out of it because I will be seeing Carnage for the first time. Yes. And while I have my problems with the first movie, Tom Hardy himself did a good job. It's mm-hmm. so there will be elements that will make me cringe and roll my eyes, like pretty much any time they try and go into the buddy cop area, because to me that's not who Venom is. Correct. I do think overall, like when I get when I get those cool visuals, the cool visuals will be instead of being like some random new character I've never heard of that. I literally <laughs> had to look up to find out if he was created for the movie or not. It'll at least be venom and carnage. So yeah. I am going to give the edge to venom on this one. Yeah. I, I, I think again, I like what you're all saying. I agree with that. The investment in the characters. I, I've, I loved, I love what venom, a lot of the early stories of venom when he maximum carnage, lead the protector, um his his crossover with Ben Riley Planet of Symbiotes. Those are some of my favorite early Venoms. Uh when we got um Flash Thompson taking it over at that point. That was a cool reimagining of it. Um and with Donnie Cates, he has completely done something really awesome that I have loved what he's done with it. And it kind of leads us to our another question. But when I go into these films, as I'm sure I'll, you all and I don't want to speak for you at that point, I try to kind of keep my I keep my nerd brain on there saying well that shouldn't have happened that should happen like this I go and try to see what the film I got and then say okay guess what I still have this I still have this to go back to what I like what I enjoy no one's going to take that from me so if they didn't do it the way I like okay great but it's an interpretation I just want to see yeah, if I if I had any of that mindset left, uh, the Killing Joke animated movie sure took it away from me. So uh, oh, I, um, you know, I, I agree with you. That's the best way to Jake. Just look at it as like almost like a parallel universe to that story, or a what if to that story. You know, so that doesn't really bug me. Like when we talk about the changes, like so many people still get hung up like, well, it's not Civil War. It's not. It's just like. It took the concept of there is a government struggle between the heroes we love and they picked a side. It sounds like the same story to me. Yeah, we changed some stuff in the middle, but it's like the essence was there. The same way the essence of Infinity War still has the same thing as Infinity Gauntlet. You know, tons of things change. We're missing tons of characters. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that stuff doesn't, but I just get more, I are happy with it more because they do something from the comic book. I go, oh, cool. Yeah. That's a tribute. Like when they did Cap and Tony Clash of the Shield, it's like, oh, awesome. So yeah, that stuff never really bugs me. It's kind of like that or the actor has to look as the character. It's like, not, no, not really. Like I'm just here for good performances, good scenes, good story. So I'm not expecting this to have anything where like I, even if they did Maximum Carnage coming up, if they did change Spider-Man to Jackpot, yeah, I would question that quite a bit, but I go, okay, well, let's see what you got. Or maybe they changed 
Spider-Man to Silk. Maybe they're like, hey, we've done Silk. This is our character now. Or whoever, Olivia Wilde, but she's not making that movie. But whoever that character is she's working on, maybe that could be the Spider-Man stand-in. And I'm not going to ride and be like, oh, it has to be Peter Parker or I'm not watching Maximum Carnage. So. Yes, Tim, uh, you are correct. Uh, Who did? Scorp- Scorp- Mar- Mar- uh, Mark the Scorpion did uh, take the event or put hated, hated, hated that story, hated that arc. Well, just just keep that in the back of your mind for one of these questions coming up. But before we get there, to me, kind of what Travis was saying, the essence, I call it the spirit. As long as I got the spirit of who the characters are, right, at least close mm-hmm. to it, then I'm willing to overlook a fair amount of changes. It's like I don't I don't need a carbon copy of the comic book. I can absolutely enjoy that stuff when we have it, and I definitely appreciate it. Invincible was very close to the comic book, and I love seeing that stuff. But the changes don't bother me because the changes were still to the spirit of the character. As long yeah. as the spirit of the character is there, I am probably going to appreciate it which I guess tells you if you know movies I like or don't like how where I think they fall in that spectrum of <laughs> the spirit there. I and I it, I'm hard pressed to say they didn't get the spirit of Venom right in the first one, you know. There's the buddy cop stuff, sure, no that didn't work for me, but he does have conversations with the symbiote. Mm-hmm. We absolutely have seen that. He definitely has his involvement with the Life Foundation. He has his involvements with Riot and with other other symbiotes you know shriek is definitely an important side character to carnage and so i i right now even though i don't think it looks very good i I think it looks like something from 2000 when we would have all loved it i think they at least have the spirit right now i thought that the first movie too and it's not very good but at least you know i feel like the spirit is right and that's where it's at Mm-hmm. take Venom and Mortal Kombat from this year and put them back in a time machine to the 2000s, man, those movies would be massive, you know, <laughs> same effects, everything. People would be losing their mind. Yeah. Uh, Clay had asked, although we I see the Avengers Easter egg, they're supposedly when the <laughs> the detective opens up the beagle, you kind of see like Avengers. It's kind of kind of a V and an A maybe missing. It never was confirmed. It Everybody's the, reading this wrong. It's the Revengers. It's yeah, the Revengers. Well, Avengers. You couldn't use them either, though. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm pretty sure Revengers is because I that's the thing. Like that's MCU. <laughs> yeah. Um, could uh, could Marvel Studios uh, be waiting to play nice with Sony and they want to do the Dark Avengers? Maybe the next phase bad guy. <laughs> Circus went on record at least at this point saying. They it, they are unaware of anything else going on. They are not connected. Not saying the door. He's not even saying he's connected to a third Venom movie at this point. He's just saying right now, my iteration, we are completely separate. We know that all these are just little Easter eggs to make the fans go, yay. Yeah, maybe I mean, this isn't the kind of movie that you're you're pre-booking the sequel right away. No, you're going to see how this one does probably, or get a little yeah. bit closer, find out what the chatter is. Tim Rooney had said, "Didn't the Scorpion get the symbiote? Sorry, symbiote at one point." And yes. yeah, he did. Yeah. But here's the thing: to take this to DC Cavaliers' question, it, Matt Gargan did have the symbiote in the Dark Avengers. It was mm-hmm. it the was. Scorpion who was. So I I wouldn't rule out that possibility if they wanted a dark spider-man for a dark avengers i wouldn't rule that possibility out they could still do that without venom they Mm -hmm. absolutely could and and for the record it's not like circus is going to come out and say oh we're totally connected we're part of the mcu we're in (laughs) phase four we're movie number 25 well if alfred molina was directing this yeah all the tea would be spilled at that point if if alfred molina was in this we would already know about the connection so it'd be fine (laughs) but he's not andy circus is a little bit i mean he's been part of the mcu you know he knows how they play it over there so i 
I, I think it's possible that someday, but we'll 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 save that thought for later. Uh two things. One with Clay's question, and, and not to mock you, Clay, but it, the whole is Marvel Studios hoping to work with Sony. It is the complete opposite direction as far as Marvel Studios is not hoping to work with Sony. They are in the fact of like to work with Tom Holland, yeah, but like they don't need the Sony rub to make their movies good. Like anytime Sony can throw the in association or like when they are like Oh, from the producers of Spider-Man Homecoming. For us, like, yeah, that's true, but that's such a <laughs> such a cheat. And is that's it, where it's just, is it really? It, yeah, it's like we we know. So that's where it's like Sony is all the other way around. As far as they're the one that wants the connection. I've always said this that I'm happy Tom Holland's sticking with them. But if even back then when the deal divorce happened. If it would have stuck that way, Marvel Studios would have been fine. Sure, they'd lose some money here and there and everything like that, but the overall grand scheme of the MCU, that wasn't going to hurt them. There's not, I don't think, one character that could really hurt them unless it was like an actor getting some like huge controversy that really hurt the brand. I just mean losing a single character. Like I, We'll learn that with Iron Man and Cap. Also, we have a new Cap, but I don't think there's one character that can take them down, and I don't think Spider-Man would be that. And I, I just don't see it. I don't think... I think you could see... I don't understand Circus's comments because I know he says they're not connected, but then also when you use the words, they're not, they're unaware of Spider-Man. To me, that insinuates that he's unaware of the thing. Like Spider-Man exists, though. You have to be existing for him to be unaware of something. So I would be fine if like a multiverse of madness, because they've already, when they did the first Venom, they kind of established that the public didn't know about aliens. So unless these Venom movies are taking place before Avengers timeline of 2012, you would have to change some things. You would have to do some, you know, Days of Future Past or a multiverse movie. They're not in the same universe unless everyone just forgot about the attack of New York and San Francisco. Seems kind of odd, but... Uh, well, they take place in 2000, remember? <laughs> so we just kind of put them in 2000. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, there we go. 12 years before. <laughs> then was the first Avenger. and then. But no, I, uh, I, I don't think so. I think it's too much baggage. I think you could see some cameos down the line, but I think it's... Uh, I don't think it's something Feige wants necessarily as well. So no, I... I don't think it will happen. If you had a gun to my head, no, I think they'll stay over there. Maybe some MCU character will, will eventually trickle over to these movies, but I don't see it. Yeah. Our last one regarding the, this lovely teaser trailer uh, from Charlie at DC Cavalier. Is there any chance that they may put a little, little drop or hint of null? Null is uh, the big bad villain going on right now or just wrapping up at that point in King of Black. Donnie Cates introduced him with Ryan Stegman, um, basically the god of the sim- symbiotes. Is there is there a next movie? If it, there will be, when and where do you think he can put in? My theory is this is where you could still do a third Venom movie without having to worry about the Spider-Man problem because you don't need Spider-Man for the Null storyline. Could there be an Easter egg hint? Could there be? I mean, again, this series right here, Absolute Carnage, is basically Carnage is becoming Null's kind of communique at that point. He's kind of like body on Earth at that point as he's heading towards Earth in what becomes the storyline King in Black. I think that's a lot to ask for this movie to kind of go that deep into it. But could I see when the carnage symbiote takes over Cletus, could his voices hearing in his head be null and not necessarily the carnage symbiote? I could see that and have an Easter, have a post-credit sequence, maybe hinting at null. I could see that, but that's my head canon of how you could work it in. It's messy, but you could work it in. 
Mm-hmm. I'm a no. I think because I don't know when did Null debut in the comic books. Donny Cates began it. It was basically pretty recently, mm, right? Yeah, give me a second. I, I'm just yeah. reading it right now. I think by the time this movie, sure, you could add a voice or an end credit thing, yes. But as far as the main movie when this was in production, I still think this story was so new that it would be... 2018. Yeah. So same year as Venom, right? So I think this story was still so new that they wouldn't be like, and we're going to work in Null. This is what we're going to do. I, I think that you could, like Chris proposed, in a third or another movie, sure. In this movie, no, and I also think they still have to establish this universe because I think the only reason Null works, and I've only read a little bit of it, but the only reason it works is because we've had decades upon of learning about the symbiotes and these characters. I think it's the same way of like if you have Iron Man in 2008 and if Iron Man 2 was where we were in Findy War, it'd be too big of a jump. There's a gl- gradual jump. Now, am I saying they're going to take 10 years to get to a Null or something? No, but I think the audience still needs to be handheld a little bit just to be like, they have set up there's different planets out there. So that's why I think you could dedicate a third movie to that. But I think in this movie, when it's still, I don't want to say grounded because it's symbiosis, but just when it looks a little more smaller scale, I think they will save that. So I will say no. I'll say fiction. I'm somewhere in the middle. I feel like it's possible, but not probable. I, I would, <laughs> I would say it's more likely to be a fourth movie because the timing, like they would have had to really latch on to Noel yeah. real early to to really work them in. I mean, I don't know, maybe some ADR or something, something in pickups or reshoots or additional photography, something they could sneak some little Easter egg in regarding it. But I, I would be surprised if we came out of this movie talking about Noel. Again, it's a lot of baggage to bring into when we haven't even hinted at it in the first and from what we're seeing it it would have to be really kind of shoehorned into this movie you could do it again but it's messy so but yeah so any final thoughts on let there be carnage can't wait can't wait (laughs) see what happens I can wait, but I'll be there open night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Travis, uh, I think you said you're going to bounce off now. I yes, appreciate you honoring the man, man of your word. Yes. You, the, the fan spoke, and uh, you had a few that said, no, we don't want you on. I don't know what you want to read into that, but well, you know. I know. I know. Well, then they really hated this episode because, like, man, he's been gone. And we got a new, <laughs> better host, and now two weeks in a row, this guy's gone. And guess what? I'm going to be here two times in June. Oh, my. But uh, no, <laughs> thanks for letting me crash. And yeah, I hope all the people that want me on you got to hear my pain because i had very several teasing messages before this episode i can't wait to hear you on heinz clay like many people people from gv it's just like they know how much this pains me but i thought it was a good thing to talk about because in my marvel alliance career me and chris had never actually really got to cover like the morbius trailer or anything like that that was all before we started the podcast so i was like okay i'll, I'll come I'm okay back to not covering morbius i'm okay Oh yeah, <laughs> well, Leto wants me to cover it. He says it's gonna be the it's the movie I like we that need. First right trailer now. for the record. I like the first movie. I show, like when so I saw we'll Michael see. Keaton. That's when I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have a good rest podcast. I can't wait to listen in the morning, and I will catch you all in the future. Thanks, buddy. All right. So all right. Want to head into some news? Yeah, let's hit it. All right, so we kind of talked about it. Travis talked about it in the beginning with Loki. So we got the news that Loki is, you know, Tom Hiddleston came out with a little video, you know, saying basically Wednesdays is new Fridays. We're mo- we're moving Loki to there. And um, did you happen to see the? Uh, I-, I know you're kind of iffy on when you get to the certain part of um, 
as it gets closer and closer, you don't want to see too much of the of the announcements. And this, it wasn't really a lot of new, but there was some new stuff in it. Did you get a chance to look at the additional footage they put out there? I did not watch it. No, and yeah, I, I get within about this range, and I start being like, I don't need any new footage. We'll we'll see. So I I did not watch it. Um, I'll let you tell me if I should watch it though. And uh, it, I mean, the, if there's anything real cool or whatever, but no, I, I think it was it's a lot of back and forth with uh, Owen Wilson's character Mobius talking with I forget her her title. Um, one of the I guess recall call one of the the on the time court at that point mm-hmm. um basically kang's love interest in the yeah, comics though yeah. so they're they're kind of going back and forth you know he's saying he's really he kind of says basically he's he's very backstabbing but he's he's growing you know it, it's kind of like just seeing the dynamics of it in a lot of scenes we've seen before but you know it's it's interesting and kind of you want to talk about we kind of said i kind of think this might be the future of Disney Plus, uh, uh, a Marvel MCU on Disney Plus, is that they, I think they'll take over the the Wednesday spot if these movies are going to continue. Obviously, coming out on Fridays, they want that that slot, the conversation to be dedicated to the Marvel movies. Get to see two Marvel things in one week, maybe. Uh, yeah, two Marvel things in one week, plus one of the Bad Batch to uh to be, uh, Disney Plus is just going to own me. I. You know, the, this change to Wednesdays, I've seen a lot of people really upset about it. And honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, well, I mean, what, what's, I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. either way. So whatever. What, are but, pe- what do people say? They just don't want to. They just liked it so much on Fridays. It's going to. Yeah, just as kind week. of like the kickoff event, or like to the weekend and stuff like they. And I, I guess I get it. From yeah, that, so yeah. you know, have a couple friends come over or have the family sit down and stay up late and watch it Friday nights and watch WandaVision or Falcon Winter Soldier. And well, now it's all, you know, the kids have school the next day if they're in summer school or, you know, people got to work the next day or I don't know. I, I get it. I don't really care. I guess. For me personally, I guess maybe I liked Fridays more, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm like, I get to see it two days earlier. I'm not going to be upset with that. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it says something, you know, this will be six episodes. They've gone on record about that. Um, so it'll run. It'll end on July 14th. So that's basically, you know, as as Travis said up front that July 9th, Loki premieres. We will go live uh, for six weeks starting on June 10th. And I know, Brent, you're not going to be, unfortunately, on there for that show. I know you're out of town. I'll there's, be out of town. There's a chance I'll work it out. Um, <laughs> I, I, whatever. I'm going to be in Vegas. You, we'll call it you, what it is. And when I have an opportunity to go there on my wife's company's dime, I'm going. But I did have the thought of, oh, man, when it was going to be on Fridays, it wasn't mm-hmm. going to throw. I wasn't going to have to miss that first episode. We'll, we'll see. I'm not promising anything either way, but I'm going to try and make it work. And so I will be gone at the end of the month. I will be uh, <laughs> very much out of the country at that point mm-hmm. in, in St. Lucia at that point for a week. So not on any company's time. It's our 10 year anniversary. So, uh, so I will be missing a week as well, but the show will continue on. As Travis said, he'll be on twice. He's covering for us respectively. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so it'll start then it'll run through July 14th. Um, again, thank you, Mr. Hines, for letting us uh, switch with you. The Bad Batch will continue until August 6th. So Disney Plus will still have it. This is our first kind of overlap of Disney Plus content. But something to pay attention to is, again, once Bad Batch ends, we have three more MCU Disney Plus series coming out later this year. We have What If, which we still don't have a date for, Miss Marvel, No Date, and Hawkeye. 
I'm pretty sure that's the order we're getting them in. And I think what if I'm thinking in August? So July 14th for Loki. Mm-hmm. That's the I'm, final episode. I'm going to predict July 28th. Okay. Which is the same distance we had between WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yep. So basically end of July, beginning of August. Actually, I think there might've been one more week in between those. Um, so yeah. no later than August 4th. That's my prediction. Yeah. That. It. So Miss Marvel, what's your prediction for that one? Do we know we how many episodes sh- What If is? No. Um, I think I definitely, I think it's going to be like half an hour. So it's animated. I, well, that's, I think at most a half an hour. They have not gone on record. So I don't think it's, I think it's going to be more than six episodes. So, so nine episodes, you know, compared to WandaVision would put us to mm-hmm. the end of September. So we got Shang-Chi coming up September um, 9th. Yeah. But so if they keep with Wednesdays, though, I mean, they're not overlapping the days. Uh, really, and then I I think it'll be close. I don't think we're going to have that big a break. Once Loki starts back up, we're not going to have... Like, this is... We are in the biggest break of the year right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Between Falcon and Loki. Like, well, for Disney Plus content, I think that is the biggest break of the year for the MCU. Yeah. So, Miss Marvel probably predicting sometime in September. And uh, I think Hawkeye's in November to give... Uh, the book of Boba Fett to own December. I could absolutely see that. So I don't think we have an episode count for either, either show yet. There are any of the shows we don't have an episode count. Uh, they like no. keeping that. They really like keeping that close to the vest as, as close as possible for releasing that information. But they yeah, see, yeah. but they seem to really, do you think the six episodes is going to be the, the kind of main thing for these, you know, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, WandaVision. I know WandaVision was nine episodes, but I'm sensing more of a six episode thing is what they're kind of honing in on right now. I feel like for, well, we know for Loki, and I think Hawkeye will lend itself that way. Part of me keeps thinking Miss Marvel could lend itself more to that half hour format. She Hulk, definitely. Because they She Hulk, I think they said they were doing that. They're doing a, 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 I mean, they're leaning, they basically said legal comedy. You know, yeah, that's so. got a half hour written all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have sworn they said that they, it was one of those type of shows. So I, I don't know. You know, they they said, you know, for the longer shows, uh, longer duration episodes, six episodes total for the shorter ones, nine or ten. So I'll be curious to know if we ever get like what is going to be ten episodes. Um, I I would not be surprised if most of them lean the route of six, but. You know, with nine, they have more weeks on the calendar covered. Mm-hmm. There's a new episode more often than not. So really, honestly, I don't care because I thought nine worked really well for WandaVision. I think and, and to we me, got two in one. We got two in the first one. So they yeah, try we to did. Do that so it was again. eight weeks. And to me, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I, I, I don't think it needed a whole nother episode. I would have given five or ten more minutes to maybe individual episodes, but I don't think I would have done a whole nother 50 to 60 minutes long at the end of that. So I, I felt like six, I think they're good episode counts. So I, I'll be thrilled with six Hawkeye episodes or six Miss Marvel or nine Miss Marvel, whatever the case is. Yeah. I think once you start, I think there's that sweet spot between nine and nine and 10. I think we'd start going over that. You, you lend yourself to where's the filler episode. Yeah. I don't want them to go over that. So, all right. Uh, next one, we've got a couple of guardians news and you know, you you have a little Guardians news yourself. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I have to pull that up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so 
we Dave Batista has been making the rounds uh, for those those of you that aren't aren't aware, but I, I find it hard to believe that you know he's plugging uh, Army. He's in Army of the Dead. Zack Snyder's new movie that's coming out, I think, this week in theaters and in a week or two on Netflix. Uh, but he's plugging that, but he's also getting the questions about um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. What's going on? How's, you know, what's it, you know, again, he's just getting ready to start filming that. And so he interviewed with uh, Digital Spy Magazine and said that, I mean, for as for my obligation, I've got Guardian 3, and that's probably going to be the end of Drax. Um, he continued on saying there were talks for a while about Drax and Mantis film, it really, because it was James James Gunn's idea, we really wanted to do a Drax and Mantis film. He laid out the idea to me. I thought it was such a brilliant film, but I haven't heard anything, and I don't think they were very interested. Um, but he did tweet out some things after the article came out and said, you know, Drax isn't going anywhere. He just won't be played by this dude. By the time uh, Guardians 3 comes out, I'll be 54 years old. And for God's sake, I'm expecting everything to start sagging any day, <laughs> any second now. James Gunn replied to him saying, there's no Drax without you, buddy. You are the MCU's Drax, the Destroyer. And as far as I'm concerned, could never be replaced. And you have the right to do whatever you want with your acting choices. Dave responded, there's no Drax without you, brother. Hashtag end of the journey. I love you, dude. And he also continued today. I didn't put in the notes because I kind of collider talked to him as well. He also threw a little bit of disappointment about Drax's portrayal in the MCU saying that um, they, they, he felt they lost an opportunity to really explore his backstory and be the true Drax, the destroyer. He's gotten his butt kicked. He said more often than not in the MCU, he's really not the story. He's just Drax. You re- you've only heard his story, but you really kind of, he's more be kind of the butt of all jokes in the movie. And so he, he says, I've enjoyed playing the character, but uh, he thinks it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. I saw that. Cause you said Marvel missed the opportunity. And I wanted to be like, who wrote most of your scenes? <laughs> so you might want to have true. a, have a talk with James Gunn on this one. <laughs> You're right. um, because even his stuff in infinity war, like James Gunn got a pass at that. Like he got a involvement in that. So I'm like, ah, I don't know. I think I love Drax in the MCU. I think he's great. Would would I be interested in a Drax and Mantis movie? Sure. I mean, I'd I'd be up for it. I, it it probably doesn't crack my top 10 for ones I most want to see out of existing pairings, but I don't know what to say. I'm like, yeah, they didn't really go into the Drax the Destroyer, but that kind of what happened when you're with an ensemble, you know, there's the, like the five core members or whatever of the guardians and then your appearance. So it's like, it's not like he had a solo movie. I mean, if they wanted to do a Disney Plus project, or I've been saying for a while, I think they should do a Disney Plus movie. I would totally be down for some more on Drax's past. Like, mm-hmm. give us a prequel to the first Guardians. Like, how did he end up in in the kiln in the prison? You know, yeah. give us give us something on that. Give even just a ninety minute story. I think would be pretty awesome. So I'd definitely be down for seeing it. A missed opportunity. I don't know if we'll go quite that far, but I, I guess I. As the actor, I get why he would say that. Yeah, and again, I don't think he's necessarily throwing shade, and you're right. If you really want to point fingers, you talk to James at that point. But the good thing about the Guardians of the Galaxy is that you, you've you had, you know, basically, you know, with Annihilation, you kind of, especially Annihilation Conquest, you introduce what our modern incarnation, this is what, this book right here is what James Gunn used 
to kind of build his first film off of. Right. And so the Guardians have had a rotating group of members. Star-Lord has been probably one of the most consistent members of the Guardians. Um, but it, that's the thing that I think the Guardians franchise will continue just with some new players, maybe some maintaining ones. But even James Gunn tweeted out that responding to a fan question saying it, he's he, right now he's planning on it being his last. But it doesn't. He also followed up later on saying, but never say never. I, I think we've all figured that this was James is going to be his last time doing doing Guardians. Yeah, and we got to remember we're getting that holiday special also that he's doing at mm-hmm. the same time. And so we're getting a couple more Guardian stories from James Gunn. And at that point, you know, if he if he wants to be done with the MCU, I appreciate his contributions. You know, I mm-hmm. think he made, he's made a couple great movies so far, and I just I got to assume that Volume Three will be comparable. If he wanted to do something else in the MCU, the different character, I'd be totally game for seeing that too. Yeah, and I think what we've seen from a lot of directors, particularly most recently the Russo brothers, this is a very hard, hard kind of schedule, grueling schedule, especially with what they've done with the uh, trilogy at this point. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's jumped from the Suicide Squad right back into this. When originally, peace, yes, Peacemaker in there also. And Peacemaker. So, I mean, yep. I don't think he's necessarily tired of doing these types of films, but I think with Peacemaker, he's got an opportunity and he's also going to record that the idea of this is successful, there will be more seasons. So he maybe want to do more smaller scale being playing with the toys, but not like this huge world building in that sense. Right. Totally agree. So, um, so our last story of the evening is Captain America's Anthony Mackie is already preparing for his next big projects coming from Murphy's multiverse. Um, you know, where we last left Sam at the end of Winter Soldier, he is Captain America. We've, you know, we're, we've speculated at the end of the episode where we're going to see him next. Well, he kind of, in an interview with uh, Daily Show with Trevor Noah, he kind of started talking about that. And he said that, you know, you take four months off, like, it take, he said it takes four months. So, like, right now, I'm at the end of the first month of a four-month process to get back away from Fat Mackie to Movie Mackie. That's very specific. Um, that's a lot sooner than you and I were predicting. Now, he didn't mm-hmm. say, I'm getting in shape to be Captain America again. He didn't say that. But this was ba- built in the conversation around how getting in shape for Marvel movies. Yeah. I. It, it, it's for Captain America. Let's be real. It's for Captain America. The, the only question is, in what property? I don't think yeah. it's Captain America four. They're not four months away from shooting that or three months away from shooting that. Right. <laughs> I mean, they don't even technically have a, a director. They just have the writers. And yeah. so it, it's not that, but is it secret invasion? Is it armor wars? You know, maybe he's going to re- repay, repay Don, Don Cheadle and appear in his show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think cause it's not, it's, Obviously, everything that's already done, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, it's not for that. I don't see him in, you know, Moon Knight starting to film. I don't see it for that. I don't, it seems kind of, it doesn't seem to fit with that one. She Hulk, no. So, yeah, I mean, it's, but it just seems soon. What, I, and we don't even have, we haven't heard confirmation of when Secret Invasion is filming, but we know it's, it's got to be soon. Yeah, it does seem soon. And we know they've, they're pretty far out there as far as what their 
already working on production wise, right? Like Thor's mm-hmm. already shooting, for example. Uh, Doctor Strange is wrapped. It maybe the Marvels, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't rule out a cameo in Wakanda Forever. I wouldn't rule out a cameo there, especially now with the connections with him having gotten his suit yeah, from Wakandans. But if it's just a cameo, does he go full blown back in shape? I I don't know. It, maybe. Um, at the same time, I wouldn't I wouldn't want Wakanda Forever to be like this is where Sam and Bucky are both going to pop up next, and I think Bucky's on the cameo list as well. And so, because I still want that to be about the Wakandans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. Yeah, this it just it just was interesting how he this kind of news came about. Um, so, but he's getting in Captain America's shape, possibly. So, we'll have to watch again. They like playing with words. They like kind of dropping hints where there may be no hints. Mephisto. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. Mephisto. That's funny. <laughs> I, 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 th- right now, Secret Invasion is, is my best get, but I, okay, I got to ask. Did you see the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing? I did. Like, Mephisto. <laughs> you McGregor got to work with somebody he has wanted to work with for a long time. <laughs> what was it? I even dropped one in the chat from even Donnie Cates. Uh, let me, I got to pull it back up. It, um he he was uh responding to oh yeah ign says the title of venom to venom let there be carnage may be teasing a secret villain here's our theory donny cates responded i bet it's mephisto <laughs> i love it so Mephisto means that's gonna be fun so i secret invasion is my my official official guess yeah that's, that's the only thing that seems plausible at this point you know because again nick fury i'll give you know, a runner up to armors war armor wars yeah so all right so good bit of news you know a little bit a little bit of taste of things to come so let's take our last ad break uh so ladies and gentlemen again these ads help keep the lights on to the geek ultimate alliance network we don't get to choose what ads come on and they can be a bit loud so give you that three count to turn that volume down three two one we'll be right back what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So while I start pulling up the fact or fiction from last week, I know we have two. We have one question, but why don't we start with your follow up from last week? Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to do a follow up on the Spider-Man TV rights. Travis had asked whose decision would it be for Spider-Man to appear in Silk on Amazon Prime. And at the time I was kind of questioning it back like I initially thought Disney and then I was questioning myself. I went and looked it up and to confirm what I was remembering, I found this from Screen Rant but several other places reported on it. Um back in 2014 a copy of the Marvel Sony deal leaked and I I think this was all around the big Sony hack when this leaked out. It's possible it's changed since then, but honestly, it probably hasn't. Basically, it boils down to I, I ultimately I got to the right spot. If it's the if it's an episode that is forty four minutes or longer, that's Sony. If it's shorter than that, it's Disney. So that's really what it comes down to. Now, the wording of the contract is a little questionable, so it might be that live action is is Sony regardless, but animation is definitely going to be shorter. Most of these Amazon prime shows, it seems like they're all in that 44 minute range or longer. So you just know if they wanted to use him, they would just make that episode 45 minutes long and not have a problem with it. So I, I'm pretty sure that if they want to put Spider-Man in silk, they certainly could. That's where we're at on the Spider-Man TV rights as always kind of confusing. When it's Sony and Disney, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be right if it wasn't confusing. That's right. <laughs> All right. We did get a question from uh, at What Strange Days. Uh, they ask a few people have asked me what they need to rewatch in order to prepare for Loki, and I'm not sure what, if anything, to suggest. It looks so different from anything we've seen before that I don't think a casual fan may gain much from revisiting the old films. What do you think? I'll I'll let you start with that one, Brent. I think if they're asking what to rewatch, they're maybe not so casual. They they have some more interest if they're even open to rewatching as homework, if you will. But the answer to this to me is obvious. It's Thor 1 and The Avengers because those are the two movies that take place prior to the Loki TV show. The events of Thor The Dark World, the events of Thor Ragnarok, those all haven't happened to this Loki yet. So that to me... if. I'll, I'll be doing an MCU rewatch at some point anyway, but if I was doing a dedicated for Loki, 
those are the two I would watch. Now, out of love for the Thor franchise, I would probably continue on with Dark World and with Ragnarok. But for this show, it's got to be those two. Thor 1, The Avengers. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that, just knowing where we left off with Endgame, because this is a Loki that's not the playful, he's gotten over, he's he's not much of the villain to Thor. He's more, again, he's the brother of Thor. He's become more of the brother at that point. And so he's got the chip on his shoulder still. He's angry. Right. He feel he feels betrayed. He feels he should be the one in power, things like that. So, so yeah, I think those are good suggestions. Um, Stay tuned for comic book suggestions. Uh, we will give you that suggestion with our new our new comic book club that's coming up. So, but yeah, I think I think I would start there. You get the, you exactly know where you leave off from mm-hmm. from that as well. So, all right. So the factor of fictions from last week. All right. So this comes from Travis. Uh, first one was like the comics. Spider Man will appear in Invincible on Amazon. Uh, this one was very clearly uh, no. Seven uh, percent said fact. Ninety-three uh, percent said fiction. I think we, <laughs> that's a lot to ask. My heart though, wants it. My heart wants it, but no, it's fiction. I mean, no one denies Jeff Bezos doesn't have the money to crush everyone with his wallet, but you know, uh, Amazon Silk show will mention or show Peter Parker or another quote-unquote spider character. Eighty-two percent said fact. Eighteen percent said fiction. I think I was fact on this one. Some yeah. sort of Spidey is going to be mentioned or shown in the show. If it makes it. If it makes it. Yeah, if they even make it. Yeah. <laughs> and the one that was very, very close. Factor fiction number three. Daredevil's first MCU costume will not be the classic red costume. Uh, 48% said fact. 52% fiction. And no joke. And I know I put this in the chat. I uh, tweeted these out Sunday afternoon and no joke. There was a tweet going around saying, putting out the black costume <laughs> from uh, I believe Charles souls run saying, this is the only, if, if this is the only right uh, daredevil suit. And if you don't agree, you just don't get daredevil. I'm sorry. I guess I just don't get daredevil. <laughs> I, I'm reading, I'm reading that run right now, actually. Like as I have time with unlimited, I'm getting through pretty slowly two or three issues a week of it, but it, uh, I mean, that's a good costume. I like it, but it's mm-hmm. not the red costume. It's not. Yeah. And, and even for black costumes, like the black one he had like in the 90s for a while when he was trying to pretend he was somebody else. He didn't want anyone to know who he was. Yeah. It's like, I think that costume is pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. I'd rather see that one. But now, give me the classic red for his first MCU appearance, please. Yeah, and I, I, me saying, I mean, I'm always the classic red at that point. I really liked. I've got to do a reread. That's on my summer list of doing the reread of Souls. And I love Charles Souls as a writer, so it's one of those that Charles Souls writing something you have my attention. Um, but yeah, it's just something about that classic. I don't think at least the MCU for the most part in in certain forms has more leaned into the costumes unlike Fox did mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh, unlike the first season of Daredevil which again I don't hate it in the sense of like no costume till the end it was an arc it was a journey I more have a little issue with the third season that you know costume would just not existed except on the bad guy yeah, it was literally the villain. Um, I'm <laughs> watching that show now, too, and uh, so good. But, yes, yes, I would love to see him in that costume. But you know what? Right now, like, 
I have since phase one, I did not think Marvel was afraid of costumes, but I'm really not afraid of it after that new Captain America costume we yeah. got, the Scarlet Witch <laughs> costume we got, you know, the Ms. Marvel set photos. No, like costumes yeah. are not a concern whatsoever. Exactly. So, all right. So you had to delay yours for a week. So it is your turn to hit me with your fact or fictions. Well, yeah. Plus, I at one point it was your turn, and I thought it was going to be mine. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm sure these I've had for a little while. Um, all right, I want to start off with this one just because I think it's kind of fun. I thought of this after seeing that sizzle reel in the Fantastic Four movie. We will see an Easter egg to Herbie the robot. Oh, that's a deep pull. That <laughs> yeah. is a real deep pull because I don't even know. And again, I'm not a follower, a a loyal follower in the comics of Fantastic Four outside of when they make their appearances in X-Men. Um, I say I say fact because the MCU has made a good habit of making these kind of tips of the hat too. Maybe if it's a junked robot that Reed makes it said, oh, yeah, that I, yeah, that was when I was playing as a child. Herbie, whatever, you know, yeah, making an yeah. offhand comment. Yeah, I think it's fact. You know, like think back to like the first Iron Man where he's got the the robot he's talking to, he's trying to do stuff dummy, kept calling him. It's like I could see them doing something along those lines. Yeah. All right. So that's number one. Uh number two, a little more recent, a little more uh Torres. We are gonna see Torres become the new Falcon in Captain America four. They focus so much on Torres. To the point where in the where he's listening to the to uh, Captain America's speech, he is working on those wings. He is clearly working on those wings. He doesn't need to anymore. So why would he do that? I say it's fact. Yeah, I don't know. I could, I don't think we see Tor's own until Captain America four though. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I think it is specifically Captain America four. All right, one more. I'm, I've got two here that I'm really trying to pick the good, between. The good thing is you can bank it, bank one of them. I am going to. I'm going to go with the more fun one, even though I already know what you're going to say, I think. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, this, one's, this one's Venom related. All right. The SPUMC will be brought into the MCU by way of a Maximum Carnage event, which will keep Spider-Man as a part. So basically, a new deal will be made, but it will include bring it in venom and let's do maximum carnage with the characters correct me if i'm wrong because you pay attention even closer than i do sometimes at that point and we both do well that's why we're very good together on the show feige has said that right now spider-man is the only one who can cross multiverses did make a comment like that when they renewed the deal. The yes. when they announced the current deal, the renewal, the 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 retaking of their vows after the divorce. <laughs> yes, he did make a comment about Spider-Man being able to cross universes. So, would this be a melding, or would this be universe crossing? Hmm. I think a melding. Melding. I think they're going to say, sure, Morbius can be a part of this little corner, and we're never going to reference him, but we'll throw you a bone with a couple crossover with a couple characters. Do I go I mean, with my? Do I go I, with my harder head? I I say that, but it could be a Marvel event. Yeah, like it could be a Feige led MCU event, Maximum Carnage, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just bringing in those characters, and I, I'm going to go with my heart because I really, really want it, and I think 
again, I've said it over and over and over on this show. I do not see us where Marvel, where Sony leaves Marvel and says, we're going to do everything on our own. I, I think they, they, and plus they don't, with all the deals they've been making with Netflix and Disney plus and, and to say, basically save Sony studios. Yeah. I, I think it's to their benefit. I think that deal with Disney plus shows that this is not where we were. Was it five years ago? Plus where they were, the bottom was falling out and Toby and it's going to be, um, yeah, something like uh, that. Tom, Tom was crying at that point. I, I, I say this is more than possible. And I'm going to go with fact. I'm going to say it's fact, but I think it's uh, honestly, that's me going with my heart as well, because well, no, this maybe isn't, well, I mean, I guess it probably is my favorite interpretation of Venom by default because it's better than the Spider-Man 3 one. It's not the Venom I would have wanted necessarily, but I don't think that Venom's coming anytime soon. And I would love to yeah. see a Venom with Spider-Man on screen in live action, right? It, it, the ship has sailed on going the comic accurate route for how, like, with their relationship. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'll admit that. I still want to see Spider-Man and Venom throw down. And I would love yes. to see Spider-Man and Venom versus Carnage and ex- expand that out, you know, bring in carry on and bring in the, the Demo Goblin and all these other guys. And I would love to see that. So yeah, I'm going to say yes, but or fic- I'm going to say fact, but you know, it's, there's a big part of my heart there that just wants to see it. Yeah. I, I, I'd love to see a war of symbiotes. I'd love to see, you know, Peter have his alien costume stint at that point. I, I think there's too much potential. There's too much money on the table that this move that potential of a movie will make more than venom one venom let there be carnage and a potential third movie if the third movie has spider-man yes you get you get all the monies but that is a lot of bank and merchandising and promotion that you are throwing away if you don't make it happen yeah definitely definitely all right so look out for those sunday afternoon and i'll post them and i'll start working on mine uh for this upcoming week i've got a Hopefully some good Marvel news drops, you know, to inspire me. Otherwise, I just look towards my comic shelf and my Marvel Unlimited account and say, let's have some fun. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we get into the, uh, the our, what was it, our, our number five of Ultimate Six, mm-hmm. hinted towards it. Uh, this time we kind of, Travis and I kind of established this and Brent, you're, you're, kind enough to continue on with this, what we've established with comic book club. Uh, we've done, we let the listeners choose, which is what they chose with ultimate six. So this next comic book club, we, uh, we ourselves, you and I have selected a, our next one. So we've got two more issues with ultimate six. It has seven issues. Uh, our next one, we like being timely. we like being this. And I have not read this series. I've wanted to, and I don't think you've read it either. Brent. I've maybe read like two issues. I need to re I'll find out for sure when I reread them. I've maybe read two issues. So we are going to read Loki agent of Asgard. Um, Mm -hmm. This is, this is our biggest series we have read for comic book club. It is 17 issues and no, we are not going to go 17 weeks. No, (laughs) Uh, obviously we will be also doing this when Loki is coming out. Which which is fine. We we kind of talked about that idea. It'd be kind of cool to do that at the same time because they have gone on record in saying Agent of Asgard it, it does have homages and uses in this one. So um, 
it is on Comixology. It is not on Comixology Unlimited. Um, they run deals all the time, and I guarantee you, I, I, I should say guarantee, but I will be very surprised that Comixology does not do a Loki sale when no, the show I'll comes out. All, yeah. Comixology is great at that. The timely yeah. sales, they are great at that. But it's also on Marvel Unlimited, so yes. you should be subscribed to Marvel Unlimited if you're not. Yeah. So, little introduction said reintroducing the God of Mischief, stronger, smarter, and sneakier than ever before as the Asgardians' one man secret service. Loki is ready to lie, cheat, and steal his way through the most treacherous missions the All Mother can throw at him, starting with the heart stomping heist at Avengers Tower. Ooh, look at that. Loki takes on Lorelei in Monte Carlo casinos, heads to the ancient past on the quest for the magical sword, and puts together a crew to crack the deepest dungeons of Asgardia itself. So looking forward to it. Loki. Yeah. I, I haven't read a ton of Loki solo stuff, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, this would, this would be my first Loki solo series. Um, and so 17 issues, we are going to be doing three issues a week. I think probably our last kind of bit of it, we'll probably end up doing four issues for that last end, but we're going to kind of do the three issues until we get to that part. But so three issues a week, uh, again, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So if you guys want to read ahead or you want to read along, wait for us. We want to give you that heads up and we'll keep reminding you as we near the end of Ultimate Six. And so without further ado, Ultimate Six number five. What did you think about uh, Left Mr. Parker and uh, Norman Osborne's uh, Sinister Six? Well, the first thing I want to call out is actually it has to do when Craven attacked Peter and like he beast goes in beast mode literally and attacks him and dr octopus just lays him out and norman's like come on man you're the weakest of all of us what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) oh craven no he's he's like ronnie dangerfield no respect no respect yeah that that moment like it's when you read it it's not a funny moment but just thinking about it i'm just like it is kind of funny (laughs) oh yeah and it's you know, Craven is just trying to be. You are the. You literally are the weakest link in this. You kind of are. We're, you're with us because we almost had to. Because he happened <laughs> to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But the fact that it's Norman is always the kind of person that he is the archetypal delusional villain. That he has built up this whole thing about his relationship with Peter that Peter's like, what are you talking about, man? Why do you call me boy? Why do you call me son? I'm not. You are not my father. And he just says, you have no idea the lies. I'd say, I am the one you should be following. Like this, like it's a, he falls into a lot of tropes and it's not cliche and it's like, oh, I kind of roll my eyes at, but it's just, it's Bendis writes it. So Bendis does a very good job writing Norman Osborn in the ultimate line. Oh yes, I, like this is where Bendis was at his great, his great. Like I want him to come back to Marvel for a reason. He just clicks with these characters more. I want him to come back to Marvel because he's not doing a great job. At no, DC. he's not. He's not. It's not a good match for him. Yeah, he's not a good match for DC, but he's a great match at Marvel. So, absolutely want him to come back. But you know, I, I love the way that they just bring in like, this is like the drive. Like it feels like this. I could be wrong, but I think this was originally announced as six issues and then they expanded Mm -hmm. it to seven. And so it's like, this feels like a penultimate issue. Like you're gearing up for the final showdown you've got at the end. They're attacking the white house or dragging Peter along with him. And all all of a sudden, like there's the Avengers or there's the ultimates, I guess I should say. And they're just like, Hey, you're trespassing. 
it, it's a good issue, but I, I do feel a little bit like this issue is more about let's we're going to get from all the setups and we're going to get to the real action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we got longer and longer into the series, the villain of this series in rereading this, it's Nick Fury. The sins of Nick Fury's past have come home to haunt him. His, his the experiment the the experiments to continue the super soldier serum the the bringing in the you know imprisoning and and diving into these villains at that point he you know again it's it's I'm not saying I'm on Norman's side necessarily but we've seen this happen even in the movies of like you put yourself on this pedestal that you could, you were the top dog. Even you basically saw yourself as bigger than the president. We kind of saw that in the last issue with how he kind of handled himself in the Oval mm-hmm. Office. Yes. Um, but Nick is taking a lot of hits right now, and he hasn't gotten, I don't he's got not gotten one win on this. Even Captain America cuts him down. Um. Yeah, Captain America cuts him down, and it's like, Nick Fury, it's almost like he's overextended himself. And like, it's like, no, you're going to be put back in your place or you're going to be reminded maybe, yeah, sure, you're the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., but let's just tone it down a little bit. Um, I wanted to point out this splash page of when they do attack the White House, like when they show up. Mm-hmm. There's this one splash page. In Unlimited, it's page 21, but it is... It is their version of the Sinister Sixteen and yep. they're together with you know with the our five big villains and then Peter just like wide eyed and shocked in the middle of it all. I think it's just the a skull b- right there. Yeah, it's just <laughs> to me, it's a beautiful piece of artwork, and so I really like this shot. Now, what is your opinion on uh, on you know um, the Ultimate Universe put basically Norman as a he turned into a goblin mm-hmm. versus what we get in Marvel Six One Six where it's a suit, costume, what have you. You know, obviously we know what happens with uh when he turns into red goblin. That's a whole different that's a whole different thing. <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> um but which one do you kind of I it's hard to say prefer, but which one do you kind of lean towards in the sense of what you would like to see eventually happen with him in the MCU? No, I'll go prefer. Um okay. the classic look is definitely my preferred look for the goblin, but I do like this look. I think it's a cool alternative. Um, But I will tell you if we see goblin in the MCU, I think it'll be the big monster, like Mm -hmm. the actual guy. I don't think they're going to do the costume. I would love it if they did. Cause like, look like think back to like infinity war and Endgame, Corvus glaive, you know, his look changed the color scheme and man, he, that would be a great green goblin design. Yeah. And so I'm like, they definitely could do it now in a way they really couldn't do it in the first Raimi movie. But I, my hunch is we'll see the big monster instead. The big monster is what we saw in uh, Into the Spider-Verse, you know, at the very yep. beginning of that. I, I I honestly like both. That said, when he is the big monster, I prefer it when he has his wits about him as opposed to when he's like Savage Hulk. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I've I've gone on record about my displeasure with Savage She-Hulk. I am not a fan. Absolutely not a fan of that. I so, just, to me, Norman doesn't work when he, as well when he's wild and out of control. Like part of his th- what's threatening about him is his intellect, and so yes. I, I don't want that to be lost. He's what he's what we would fear the most if Hulk had his wits about him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, the <laughs> what a great like ending splash page with uh, Steve as Captain America saying, you know, Norman Osborn, you know, Norman Osborn, you're trespassing. 
Just so subtle. I love it just, though. I love it. Just, I'm ready. Just the Boy Scout. I've been I've been waiting. Now I can read the next one. So <laughs> yes. So but yeah, uh, number six next week, and yeah, another come to the end of uh, you know, volume forty eight. We're getting closer and closer to that fifty. I don't think we're going to throw. I don't think we're going to have a huge party, but you know, we'll bring some streamers, have some beverages. You know. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that at all. But uh, but yeah, good episode. And uh, as always, you never know what's coming at the end, right, Brent? <laughs> That's right. You got it. <laughs> uh, but why don't you tell people how they can follow you and plug your shows? Uh, yeah, Brent Tech Prime on Twitter. And then uh, also co-host Fans Without Borders, which is now officially going bi-weekly. So this coming weekend, it'll be off, but it'll be back the week after. So every week you get a little bit of, you get sometimes one week with Brent, one episode a week with Brent, and sometimes you get two Brents, you know, one week. That's right. That's a lot of <laughs> Brent. <laughs> um, but yes, also uh, thank you to our, our sponsor, Organic Price Books. Thank you again. Again, yes. check them out for all the collected edition needs. Again, Anaj Conquest. Criminals are fully in stock. Check out his store again. Use that code MarvelGUA coupon code at the end. Again, it's in the show notes on YouTube. It's in the show notes on podcast. So check him out. And uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at Marvel A Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Balga. You can email the show at Marvel Alliance Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network on Twitter at GUA Pod Network. Feel free to tweet, email if you want to provide feedback, ask questions, factor fictions. Put your own venom theories out there. If you actually, if you really are looking forward to this, love to hear. Love to hear your theories on that. Continue to rate and review the network on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher of choice may be. Thank you all for listening, y'all. Thank you all for joining in them in the in the chat tonight. Stay safe out there, and a stand man, stand the man would say, Excelsior, true believers. Well, we have no invincible to talk about. Brent. I know it's kind of sad. <laughs> uh, you know, again, we we don't have it, but we do have something that we can talk about. It's been it's been nagging my mind because we there was a new story we we kicked at that point, but it kind of got me thinking. Not as to talk about the news, but we have we have not necessarily outside of the title for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We have the title. We don't know full details outside of maybe some castings we know of rumors of what's going to be in spider-man no, uh, no way home right i'm getting that right mm-hmm. yes yeah no way mm-hmm. home um and so this dimension hopping multiverse crossing where do you see this how far should the mcu lean into this because I don't believe this is one or two films and we're done. I don't believe that. But how much should they lean into this? I mean, they're leaning pretty hard. They've also got American Chavez coming to Doctor Strange 2. That's mm-hmm. confirmed. Yep. And, you know, she's she hops dimensions. Like, that's her thing. I can't get this thought out of my head that of the possibility of Tobey Maguire appearing in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's like ever since the thought got put in my head, I mm-hmm. can't rule the thought out. Combining like with Tom Holland saying technically his contract's up after No Way Home and knowing that Sam Raimi, you know, it, I feel like the opportunity to reteam those two up even briefly, McGuire and Raimi, the two people who 
or instrumental in the comic book movie boom that happened. Yeah. Like I, one, I think if everybody's on board, they should totally do it. They, they absolutely should have something with McGuire and it. Should he join the MCU permanently? Like on the main prime earth? I don't know if I'll go that far, but I would love to see them lean into at least some of the Marvel legacy. That said, I think they can do Spider-Man now because we've seen the MCU Spider-Man for a while. Like he's been around for a while. So I don't, well, I am not at all opposed to them doing something with the X-Men. It feels soon when we don't even have the X-Men introduced yet. You know, we don't even have mutants. And so I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm, I'm, this allows, this allows the MCU to really kind of, they've got the X-Men back. We've got Fantastic Four back. We can start finding ways to, have some a little bit messy hand cannon, but just say, well, where have they been all this time? What are we doing all this time? They may have not been on the MCU Earth, you know, which I believe is Earth 19999 or something like that at that point. I, Travis Hines is saying alternative versions of Stark and Cap from different Earths. Any chance of that happening? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, this this opens up a lot of there's a lot of great storytelling to be done with this. And it allows possibilities of Disney Plus shows it allows the opportunities like there's Marvel has what if DC has Elseworlds. What if they're, they're kind of similar, but they're kind of not, but with the different earths you can play with, like you said, an American Chav America Chavez, someone who we can see for the first time, someone from an alternative, what we understand it with F alpha Molina is spilling all the tea. He is, plucked from what we thought was his death at the end of spider-man 2 at that moment into this universe supposedly so you can start bringing in and having and if spider-man can dimension is the one that can cross dimensions in that part i don't think it's a power but i think you know it's interesting but can it be the way the x-men get brought in you know i mean it's certainly an option I feel like to do, to do that though, you'd almost have to like have a crisis style merging of the earths, a and, secret war, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that much much better choice there. It, so, I mean, maybe if they did a secret war, that would be a way to bring the X Men in. I, I mean, there's there's several ways to do it. Yeah. Let's be real, but I don't know with 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 American Chavez, you got to think we're going to see at least some alternate versions of characters who know. So when Heinz mentioned Stark and Cap, yeah, maybe, especially because, uh, you know, there are those rumors going around about Chris Evans appearing. And one, one of the ideas people thought of is Hydra Cap, you know, Captain mm-hmm. Hydra, whatever you want to call him. We, we already kind of got sort of a nod to that with the Hail Hydra scene in Avengers Endgame. But I think that'd be pretty interesting to have Chris Evans come back, but play an evil version of Captain America. And, and what if these dimensions that open and I kind of, said this when talking about WandaVision the explosion of her pocket universe being the one that we get this is maybe affects populations yeah absolutely and so maybe this is how we activate the mutant gene does this how we activate the Fantastic Four the powers are they exploring are they exploring the quantum are they exploring these different dimensions and things like that so it opens up to a lot of possibilities it does right now. Like I feel like all of that's on the table, but I don't, part of me almost thinks this will be a much more interesting conversation when we've seen 
even a trailer from Spider-Man No Way Home yeah. where we've gotten at least a hint of where they're going because I don't feel like this is going to be another red herring like the multiverse comment was in Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Strange going through the multiverse in the first Strange movie. The concept of the multiverse was talked about in a little more detailed Far From Home even though they didn't go with it. I feel like now they are going to go with it. You know, we still don't technically know about the other two Spider-Men but there's an awful lot of smoke there. So, especially with McGuire, I or Andrew Garfield saying, "Well, wait a minute, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I yeah, he's got a call, cool, but <laughs> he's a good Maybe. actor, but he's not that good." Um, I, bad. I don't, I, I am fully convinced we are going to see them. I'm fully convinced that we will, we will see it. So, I feel like the multiverse is just wide open. And you know what? Really, like that hasn't. Been, Marvel's always had an a multiverse, but they've never really. Shouldn't say never. They're not known for leaning into it the same way that DC is. They had the Ultimate line. They've had it since 1602. They've had a few other things here and there. And, and then, of course, but like into the Spider-Verse, like when Dan Slott did the Spider-Verse comic run, like it just blew up the idea of making of looking at Spider-Man as a multiversal character. Of course, he's always that character who can go from cosmic to street level and fits yep. in with any story. It's part of what I love about him. But... I don't know. I really do think we're going to get some dimension hopping. I really do. So it'll be interesting. It, it gives them a new dynamic to play with in, in the MCU. So, but yeah, cool. Just wanted your thoughts on that. Hope you all enjoyed this little uh, Marvel Alliance uh, post credit scene. So until next time, catch y'all on the flip side. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.